0: Hi, and welcome to a very special series of Arrow Bandwidth. A whole series. A whole series. Dedicated to security. You better believe it. As always, you've got myself, David Fern. And myself, Richard Holmes. And our producer, as always, for this series is going to be... Hannah Jenny. Hannah Jenny. Ah, And guys, so basically the idea behind this is we went to Infosake this year. In fact, we are still here right now. Yeah, these aren't special effects in the background. No, we don't have that much money. Um... So, essentially what we've tried to do is go around, find the most interesting, innovative and and sort of exciting vendors that we have on our portfolio and basically bring them on and interview them. But do quite long interviews, sort of 15 to to 25 minutes, Mm -hmm. and essentially give you a real idea of where the top vendors think the current trends are, technology directions, and generally sort of what some of the top things that they're focusing on and concerned about in 2017 and beyond. Yeah, so if you want a Security 101 for 2017, look no further than this series. I'd like to add a Security 202. Oh yeah, go on then. Why not? Why not? So look, guys, sit back, enjoy. This is going to be the next couple of months of your bandwidth listening. So yeah, we hope you enjoy it. Get ready for the bombshells. Yeah. Okay, hi and welcome back to... uh, to the continuing fun infosec and yeah. uh, we're very lucky to have Mark from Checkpoint with us. Hi Welcome then. Mark.
1: Good morning. Hi so man. if you'd like to
0: introduce yourself. Hi yeah, my name's Mark
1: Hitchens. Uh, I work for Checkpoint as channel SE manager uh, and uh, yeah, I'm here for my sins, my three days on the stand so uh, Ooh, I'm all excited Three days now. of stand yeah. duty. Yeah, By the end of today I'll be, I'll be beaten, battered and bruised already but yeah.
0: Yeah and, and just, just, just for your uh, sort of mental picture, we are at 12 o'clock on the first day. Yeah. So yeah, and and already,
2: you know what? You head the leaderboard for uh, stand manning. We've had two days. I think we've had yeah. one day. Uh, yeah, for our first three days. So. Uh, hardcore. Yeah. First first <laughs> veteran, lifer. Veteran. I'm he's, hoping clearly, to make it.
0: <laughs> he's clearly <laughs> upset someone in checkpoint at some point <laughs> <laughs> in the very recent past.
2: Yes, probably.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so Mark, one of the things I love about checkpoint is the fact that if they can't necessarily directly compete in a market, they go and acquire. But at the same time, that does make them an incredibly complicated um, organisation from an outsider looking in to understand what they've got where. You know, it feels like they've got a product for every possible um, security requirement. So, from your perspective, you know, what are the important things and sort of what are checkpoint focusing on in 2017, going into 2018?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, it's one of those things that it's been a very exciting company to be to be with. Yeah. Well, I'll be fair. I've been there about eight years now. And when I started, it was just the firewall company, and it's sort of we've we've evolved with that over time. You know, with regard to the trend in in IT security. So at the time, firewalling that was the important thing, but things have moved on at such a, you know a pace. Then the exciting thing about being inside of Checkpoint is the the way we develop the product set and the solutions. Yeah. Um, however, you're right, from the outside looking in, that's that, that can be a, a, maybe sometimes a bit of a confused, what is it that, that we actually do? What, what are we aware of? You know, what, what is it the checkpoint can do for our, yeah. for our customers? Um, uh, and I like the way it's summed up. Um, uh, this isn't my... Um, Little saying, but I do like it. We secure everything from the endpoint through to the cloud and everything in between. Yeah. So we really do sort of like take care of security from being out and about being mobile, uh, through into your, your networks, uh, all the way up into the, the public and private cloud these days.
0: Fantastic. So what are the, some of the real big um, focuses that Checkpoint have got this year? Because obviously mm-hmm. with such a broad portfolio of mm. solutions, you know, where are the focus areas? What are the big sort of um, strategies for, for 2017?
1: I think one of the biggest growth areas we're seeing is that, that move to cloud. You yep. know, the, the People are, have been investing in data centers for, for quite a long time, and there's, there's been a lot of money put into that in terms of the hardware, the rooms, the heating, the environmentals, the servers. And, and, uh, but it's just not giving that flexibility that no. people need. No, not and, at all. Uh, and, and the people who are doing the DevOps, because it's all quite sexy these days, doing all these oh, app development yes. and stuff, isn't it? You know, everyone loves a bit of DevOps. <laughs> uh, and it's just frustrating for them if they're like, "Yeah, I want to do this really cool project," and they get a little sort of note saying, "Yeah, you'll be fine in about three weeks when we've cleared all the downtime and you need to build it." It's just not good enough. So they're no. already moved there. They're they yeah. they're there,
2: spinning machines up left, right, and centre. I think that's the thing, isn't it? I think any any vendor with with worth their salt when it comes to sort of yeah security in the enterprise and security expanding out. If you can be seen as as a enabler, rather than a, no, sorry, it stops here. Mm. I think that kind of changes the dynamic about how you then interact with that organization and the consumers within it. Mm. Uh, absolutely, uh, I think, and uh, Probably about three or four years ago, that's one of the
1: things that we, we came to realize, that, that security as a blocker to business is not mm. a good thing. Yeah. When things go wrong, it's your name yeah. out front saying, checkpoint, stopping us doing stuff again. So we realized actually what we had to do was enable security, as you say, enable businesses to work securely and efficiently. And that, that was a key point, you know, to, to actually be able to say, right, go and spin that device up, but it'd be secure from the point of view spinning it up because of, you know, all this nice stuff we have with yeah. orchestration and integration these days.
2: Yeah. go for Rich. No, I, I, I was going to ask, yeah, we, we've seen a lot recently in the press with, you yeah, know, with, with Ransomware, with, mm. with WannaCry. Yeah, what have been some of the trends that, that you guys have, have, have picked up on, you know, in in the last six, 12 months or so? You know, what what aspects of, uh, whether it be, yeah. Cyber attack cyber crime. Yeah, what seems to be heading that sort of top, top two, top three list of trends, really, from a checkpoint perspective.
1: Okay, so with that respect, certainly, uh, I mean, the, the biggest thing, as you mentioned there, was WannaCry, which really brought it all into a focus. Yeah. But we've been seeing a switch to ransomware over the past, you know, twelve months or more, really speaking. Mm. And it just so happened that WannaCry was so big; it took everybody's attention. Yeah. But the cyber criminals out there realised that um, they, they used to try and do DDoS attacks or get applications on your phone to steal credentials. Yeah. But this was actually quite a hard way of doing things, quite a hard way of earning money. It wasn't, didn't give the rewards in, in a, a, a quick and efficient time. So what, an easy way to do it was is actually to go and hold people, to host, hold people hostage, hold mm. people to ransom. Uh, and the, the mechanisms for doing that a lot of the mechanisms are just actually being reused from the delivery tools that were used to put um, a Trojan banker on your phone or, or to, to do a DDoS attack they're now being reused to deliver the ransomware mm. recycled and repurposed absolutely it absolutely yeah. Yeah. They've, they've just you know, used what they've got assessed it and it really is a, a very good business model to step back and go that's not quite working or getting the returns we want it's costing us too much money what's an easy way of doing it hold people to ransom keep the prices low commoditise it a bit like, you know, um, so it used to be quite sporadic with regards to the message that you would get from the ransomware, how you'd go about paying for that ransomware, whereas these days it comes up very clear and plain with a brand saying, you've been held to ransom. It tells you exactly how to pay that ransom off to get your very important data back Mm. and also gives you a helpline in case you get stuck with paying the ransom (laughs) to say yeah if you have any trouble Yeah I've heard about there's
0: actual genuine sort of call centres that are designed to support because they want people to believe that actually if they pay the ransom they will actually get their computer back because obviously if people believe in that then they will pay the ransom
2: that's exactly is just right. i oh, not heard of the help desk. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, ridiculous, just, it? yeah them, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, and some of them
1: even offer an SLA, you know, mm. service level agreement. Say, so yes, once you pay the ransom, we'll have you back up and running in. And it's almost like a, a customer service thing. We'll have you back up and running in two hours, you know. Oh, yeah. thank you. Just yeah, crack, <laughs> <isn't> <laughs> yeah. yeah hold on. Didn't you just practice. hold me to ransom? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <laughs> the cool. customer service was excellent. It was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have a little thing afterwards saying, can you rate your <laughs> yes. experience? Yeah. I was just going to say,
0: Fantastic. So anyway. so one of the things I was going to ask was, um, we sort of covered it a little bit, but I'd be interested to know if there's anything else. But obviously, we spoke very, very quickly at the start about the, the sort of more strategic um, imperatives that Checkpoint is trying to fix. Mm. But obviously, one of the things that we find in no other sphere of the entire IT world is that the tactical problems, they're sort of, right, we need a tactical solution. You know, it's not strategic imperative, but, we, but we've got an immediate problem. How do we fix it? you know for example the WannaCry type mm. environments um, or problems but I mean how are you fixing those because I suppose I mean one of the things we always hear in, in security is that we're always one step behind we're always it's a cat and dog you know an arms race to, to try and build the, the latest fix so mm. how are you guys um, helping the channel and, and and customers to deal with those sort of more tactical you know WannaCry was very much a point issue but I'm sure there'll be another point issue mm. next week and another point issue, issue the next week
1: uh, you're, you're right. I mean, to, to focus on oh, how, to, how do you protect yourself against WannaCry is, is, isn't the, the, the picture or isn't helpful to anybody. It's no. how are you going to protect yourself against the next WannaCry, the next thing, exactly, next week, yeah. next month. So through um, we, tr- we try to put a message through with regards to um, uh, and educate both partners and customers about having uh, you know tiered area security I mean digitization is taking over everybody 's lives and, and business it 's becoming uh, the norm uh, you know we 're all connected everywhere these days and uh, for instance, this morning I just had I was thinking about today 's podcast and um, I had a, I did a bit bit of a scan on my own network at home in my house to find out how many IPs I had what was connected mm-hmm. <laughs> there's over 50 IPs in my house it's like running a small business 50 IPs have yeah. oh got I've got but I've got teenage boys, so that doesn't help. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and They've got all sorts of devices, <laughs> yeah. But it part of it's my fault as well, because I've got one of those smart homes, so each light bulb's got an IP address, you know, to oh. turn it on and off. Oh, and the heating's got an IP address. And, yep. and the washing machine apparently's got an IP address that I could app, app to it if I want to. I'm not really sussed out. But, yeah, I've got 50 oh. IPs in my house
2: just waiting for somebody to connect to. I was just going to say, and each and every single one of those is... Is a threat vector, isn't it? Let's
1: be honest. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but a part of the ecosystem of when they bring the code together, the, the people who make my light bulb with an IP address, it's not, they haven't made the code. They've taken a, the small piece of source code, which is a, a, very, uh, a small bit of JavaScript. Yep. They've, they've sold that to another company who yep. then enveloped that in their software. And eventually it gets the people creating the light bulb. So yeah. you can't actually get back down to that small piece of JavaScript where the vulnerability is with the really low level of security admin because that's sort of four steps down the line. Yeah. So they are all waiting just to be tethered together in a big IoT uh, botnet to go and attack somebody. That happened, didn't it, with the Mirai?
2: It was was the attack on Dime, wasn't it? Well,
0: yeah, but interesting. Have you heard what that's being used for? So what was it, the Mirai botnet? It was basically Uh, the... Was that the one they did on Krebs? So, and then uh, Google had to get involved. Well, they did it against DIY, uh, Dime, Dime. DNS and took, Dime, down all, yeah, took down all sorts of um, mm, platforms. Yeah. But interestingly, I've heard in a sort of slightly turn around uh, course of events, literally last week, that same botnet and, and every the big DDoS organizations, it's the organization's criminals, um, are now targeting the... So, you know the WannaCry kill switch? Oh, yes. So, they're now targeting that with DDoS to try and take down the WannaCry kill switch right. so that WannaCry then comes back to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which made me laugh because the security research program I was listening to said, yeah, but it's only on the base of a restart. I'm thinking, everyone restarts. You put them in laptops and servers. So, long and short, there could be a, a resurgence of this uh, WannaCry, WannaCry worm. could be yeah. interesting. Yeah. But But, yeah, I mean, I suppose... As a consumer, appreciate that there's, you know, let's just hope that the consumer products get better. But as an, as an enterprise mm. organization, how is Checkpoint actually helping companies to take that more, okay, if you invest into the Checkpoint mm-hmm. world and the Checkpoint story, how do we make sure that you're protected today, but also it's not a lift and shift or rip and replace mm-hmm. when the next big problem comes out? I mean, how are you guys addressing that? How are you... Uh, so what, what we're doing
1: is... Um we're looking at this connected world. We're looking at you know, cloud, mobile, internet of things, networking, endpoints. And all that's doing is, with this more that we connect devices, connect networks, the, the bigger the attack surface, basically. Yeah. And if you look back at the, the WannaCry, it actually wasn't that clever. It wasn't like a zero day from a, a, a nation state. Yes, the, the delivery and the spread within the organization was one of those tools, the um, Eternal Blue, which was stolen which from the NSA. Essay, yeah. But it had a patch. So actually just the basics would have prevented it happening so putting the patches on the ips to stop it exposing that vulnerability um a bit of uh, our security architecture which which we talk about with our software defined protection to segregate your networks internally Mm -hmm. a bit of best practice from the end user to take backups of the data that aren't connected to the pc that has ransomware but take it off site and disconnect it um and, and, and actually the whole thing wouldn't have happened and that's really where Checkpoint come in we say right what, what, what you need is not these spotlights of, of these beams of light which are focused on a particular area yeah. and everything else is, is shaded so you don't see it and so you buy another point product and have another spotlight yeah. but then the, the spotlights don't quite join up what you need is a big beam that goes across everything. And that's really what our key message is, I think, that we can protect your endpoints. We can put multi-layered protection across there to, put, to have IPS protecting against vulnerabilities, antivirus, to look for known threats. Even our sandblaster to protect for unknown threats. Mm. And then it's all reported and managed back to the same place. It's joined up thinking.
0: So would I be right in thinking, so we always use the term platform. So I suppose you're moving away from the app approach where everything is a siloed application. As you say, I like that spotlight versus the sort of wide beam of light Mm. um, analogy. Um, But essentially, you guys are building out a platform that everything can talk to and and work within Mm. to sort of share and, and say... I've seen this, maybe you should look for that. Is that sort of where you're at? It
1: it is. Uh, We're we're calling that platform Infinity, Yep. uh, and that's the bit that brings it together. So Infinity, uh, as an example, would be that an email arrives inside an organization onto a laptop at 11.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. Somebody opens it because it says, oh, by the way, your Amazon orders arrive, and they don't think, oh, I haven't ordered anything from Amazon, but I'll check it anyway. They open the email. Um, The the actual malware is not picked up by the IPS, so what happens instead, it goes into some sort of threat emulation to say, okay, can we detonate it and find out something malicious? We find something malicious. Threat intelligence then takes that to the cloud. Two minutes later, somebody on the outside of the organization with a mobile phone tries to access a website, which actually has harmful links associated with that malware that's just been discovered. Yeah. They're blocked because threat intelligence has now told the mobile phone, you're not allowed to go there. Yeah. Another three minutes later, a, a machine that's spun up in um, the Azure cloud is actually quarantined because it's making command and control calls to the same um, IP address that was identified in that original malware. So that's oh, the infinity joining no. up wow. your network, your mobile, and your cloud, all in one place. So it's, it's a case about sharing intelligence. And, and you can really only do that with a single platform. If you have lots of different point products, yeah. then it's difficult getting them all talking together. That's the gaps well, between uh, the
2: spotlights. I, you know. One... If you have got those spotlights, how do you guys, as a vendor, how how do you in start integrating them all together? Mm. Then, how once you've done that, how do you then manage that integration? It's a whole additional layer of complexity, and all the mm. while, you know what, your customers are moving on with the complexity of the environments they've got. The attackers are moving on with the complexity and mm. the maturity of the threat coming in. So, taking a platform approach, I think you said that hey, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, could you? Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit more about... You mentioned Sandblast. Could you tell us a little bit about what that is?
1: Certainly. So uh, Sandblast is looking for unknown malware. So whereas we have signatures for stuff, for most stuff, and signatures are still important because they catch malware very quickly, mm. when, you can, when you look at something against a signature database, you can just get rid of it straight away. Yeah. No need to bring in the heavy lifting no. processing, off you go. As soon as you get something that you still think is suspicious but you don't have a signature, whether it's a zero day, which is highly unlikely, or an unknown which is more likely, it's a case of bringing it up into a, a sandboxed environment yeah. into a virtual environment that's safe and secure detonating it, see what, see what happens if it's suspicious recording information such as mm-hmm. you know, grabbing signatures from it uh, does it do command and control and other uh, indicators of compromise? Yeah, and sticking it up to the threat cloud. Then, so so, so it's a way of safely detonating malware in, without sending it through to your network. Very so, cool. It's preventing that, that zero day, really cool, that yeah. patient zero. You know, so it won't yeah. get
0: through. Mm. Fantastic. Well, look, Mark, thank you that? ever so much for your time. Okay. Really, really appreciate it. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's always good to to speak to to the checkpoint boys because they've got just about every bit and bob and, <laughs> and tool under the sun. Which is sort of where I came from at the start, but uh, but no, and, and more importantly, if you're listening to this and you have sort of any interest in uh, what we've spoken about today from from checkpoint, you know, please do contact us as we say. You know, we have everything under one roof, and we can really help you to uh, to exploit the checkpoint pro- program and uh, and also sort of. Uh, Get that oh, infinity I piece th- working. Do
2: you just beat me to it? I think I'm going to be reading up on infinity. that seems yeah. a pretty cool product. <laughs> well, it has
0: to be. Yeah, it has to be the next step. As, you know, yeah. As, as, yeah. as we always say, no one product can actually fix all the problems that we have in, in the world today. Mm. So it's great to hear um, the, the checkpoint of understanding yeah. that and then really putting some research and development and productisation around around that piece. And on that bombshell. Thank, Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Much appreciated. Thanks, Mark, and Which we'll choice. speak to you soon. Yeah. Thanks very cheers, much, mate. cheers, thank, thank you. you. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I did. Don't forget, this is part of a the series. There will be one next week. Um, if you want to join the conversation, please, please do so at hashtag Arrow bandwidth on Twitter. And don't forget to check out the show notes, where there's loads of really important resources, and uh, and generally sort of part of the conversation. You find that at the uh, Arrow Hub. You will indeed. You will indeed. And guys, look. If you've enjoyed this, please subscribe. We cover loads of topics. We've got tons of back catalogue. It's a great opportunity to learn and get educated. So please do listen. And, uh, yeah, come back next week. Come back, subscribe, catch up. Thank you very much. Have a good week. Bye.